You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from a five-month hiatus. Not sure what's been going on and why we've been gone for so long, but it's probably not pertinent, not even semi-pertinent, and I can tell you what, it's definitely not Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back. I am Travis. Ugh, I'm so tired and I'm Brandon. I'm Wait, am I tired or am I Brandon? Make up your mind. <laughs> I think he's raring to go. Welcome to Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Back from a several month hiatus. Uh, yes, we are... We are back. We are we are back with some Rick and Morty news, some more talking points to discuss. Thank you. Odds are, if you're listening to this, you're probably a subscriber, and it's it's this podcast has found its way into your your podcast feed, like like a, like a like a little surprise, like a little surprise nugget it, that you find in the bottom of the McDonald's bag when you only ordered like a ten piece, and you pull the nuggets out, and then you look in the bag, and you're like, oh my gosh. There's a podcast. It, it, it's like it's like when you go. I went to Jack in a Box the other day, and and I ordered I ordered the curly fries, just just a small curly fry. I, I don't need, in Rome. I don't need an entire thing of curly fries. I just need a little small thing of curly fries, and then there was an extra fry in there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't want a whole thing of Jack in a Box fries, but I'll take this one. And that's us right now today on International RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. We are the, the podcast that you don't really want, but it's okay sometimes. Uh, We're still here. We're still here <laughs> for the diehards, for the diehards. Uh, and if you are a diehard fan or you're just joining us for the first time, if you want to follow along with us and anything that we happen to post online, there are a few ways you can do that. Uh, it's weird because we're, we're going to read the same social media links. But the social media landscape has changed changed drastically. Oh yeah, since the last time we recorded a podcast. But anyway, over on Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod, uh, Zuckerberg still got it locked down over at Facebook, facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. Uh, Instagram Rick and Morty Podcast. You can send us emails Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if your subreddit or a subreddit you know. Uh, is no longer on private. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> um, but you can find us occasionally hanging out on the official Rick and Morty subreddit. Uh, that's rickandmorty.reddit.com or our own subreddit, rickandmortypodcast.reddit.com. Uh, you can also go to our website, rickandmortypod.com. That's where you can find all of our past episodes, things like that. Uh, you can see what we look like and interact with the show if you head over to Twitch dot tv slash apathetic enthusiasm that is where we are live streaming that's right we do the show live and you can be part of it head over to twitch if you miss it if you're busy on monday nights you can still catch video versions of the podcast by going to youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm you can get videos of all of our podcasts over there finally you can catch brandon playing cool music all of his 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 cool like uh, you you can catch uh, our Twitch only post show. You can you can catch recorded versions of that if you go to patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. That's where you can support our podcasts and uh, really just support all of our endeavors, uh, including sending us to Comic Con this year. So big thanks to all the patrons over at patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. That's the business. That's all done. Brandon, 
How does it feel? Do you remember how to make this podcast? Um, do I do I ever remember to make this podcast? No, I don't. I I do know that this is more structured than our other show, Apathetic Enthusiasm, a little bit, and yeah. and probably still more consistent than my Twilight Zone podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I generally know how to do this. I'm pretty excited, pretty excited to be back. I mean, we're not going to be back full time yet, right? Because we still got we still got some. We still got some time to go, and I think we'll talk about all of that. But um, yeah, it's it's good to it's good to be back. It's good to have a little bit of structure, and uh, because we actually have news this this last week. Yeah, it was weird out. putting the show notes together. You say five month hiatus, but it was still a little bit of a, a challenge putting all of these show notes together. So we're gonna we're gonna cover a lot uh, over over the next you know thirty forty five minutes, but. What we like to cover first and foremost, if you all remember, <laughs> is a little segment called Semi-Pertinent News. Scoo-doo-doo-doo-doo, it's Semi-Pertinent News. Scoo-doo-doo-doo-doo, it's Semi-Pertinent News. Coming to you in your ears right now. Uh, semi-pertinent news coming to you in your ears right now. First up... Right in those ears. Right in uh, those ear holes. For those, for those of you who are coming back, you know what this is about. This is about news that isn't directly necessarily related to the show. Um, but, uh, well, I guess this is for people who've never listened to the show before. This is like semi-pertinent. Yeah, whatever. Okay. It's semi-pertinent. Our first thing, first things first, happy Father's Day to Jerry and Rick. That's all. Oh, and I guess Morty. Okay. Morty. Morty's And there. all the other dads, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Happy but this is semi-pertinent, so. Okay. <laughs> we, have, we, have to, we have to keep it on, on their level, right? Oh, but, okay. So only Jerry and Rick. And Morty. Is that all the dads in the show? Is that all and, the... And, well, and, and Morty. Morty. Yeah. Morty's a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Morty's a dad. Uh, and also, happy Father's Day to you, belated... Uh, oh, thanks. Of course, of course. And yeah, no, you, no, thank you. It was yesterday. Thank you. Thank you for wishing me a happy Father's Day as well. Okay. Next up, uh, moving away from the Father's Day piece. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's fine. No, no, you don't have to say it again, Travis. I said it to you earlier. Yeah, no, that's it's cool. You're fishing for Father's Day. No, no, blessings. no, no, I'm not. No, I just, I said thank you. Okay. Next up happy on Father's our. Day. <laughs> okay, stop now. You're you're embarrassing me. Uh, okay, next up on some right, actual news. pertinent news. Yeah, all right, let's let's do it. Uh, so I there's a movie that came out in theaters this year in 2023. It stars Nicolas Cage, Nicholas Holt, uh, and it is a a movie about Dracula's servant Renfield, appropriately titled Renfield. Now, why is this semi pertinent news? Well, because uh, I just watched it streaming live and. I remember this earlier in the year and I forgot about it until I watched the credits last night of Renfield. That's right. Ryan Ridley, our our Rick and Morty alumni, wrote Renfield. Friend of the podcast, Ryan Ridley. That's 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 right. That's right. So uh he wrote he wrote that movie. It's a pretty good movie. Uh it was it was silly. There was lots of there was action, there was gore, there was comedy. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I I recommend. Now he was a uh, was he executive producer writer what was what was his official he was, titles he he was the writer uh, uh, old um, uh, the guy who did Walking Dead he old guy who did Walking <laughs> the Dead. guy who did Walking Dead uh, Kirkman Robert Kirkman he yeah. executive produced it 
Uh, and it was a, okay. it was a story right. idea by him, but uh, Ridley actually wrote it. So, okay. Uh, speaking of writers, obviously we've been talking about this over on our other podcast, but uh, there is a writer strike going on right now. Um, will this affect Rick and Morty? Probably not in the short term. We'll actually talk a little bit more about this in the main thing. Um, but yeah, like um, shout out to all the writers. We've we've talked to a lot of writers over the course of making this podcast. We just want to take a minute to voice our support and hopefully they can come to a positive resolution yeah. uh, quickly. Um, yeah. So anyway, writer strike. That's happening. Writer strike. Sorry, Ridley. <laughs> so, uh, um, but uh, so the Robert Kirkman, as I mentioned, executive produced it. Uh, he is the, the guy in charge of Skybound Comics. Which leads us to an appropriate segue. Rick and Morty number nine was announced. The the title, uh, I don't know what the title, was, but the the comic Rick and Morty number nine, uh, written by Alex Fear, friend of the podcast, and Fred Stressing, friend of the podcast. That's out in September, which was announced. Uh, we talked to them before. They 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 said they were doing the comics. Um, also, uh, Gina Allnat uh, is uh, did some varied com uh, covers for it. So shout out. Okay. And yeah. This is this is the sort of reboot restructure because they got to they got to a hundred right and then they like started over with uh, Rick and Morty number one again. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That 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 yeah. sounds that sounds right. Uh, it's been a while since we've talked about Rick and Morty anything, so I think that's yeah. I think that's accurate. <laughs> like eight Rick and Morty comics have come out since we last talked about it, so yeah, it's pretty sorry. wild. Pretty so semi pertinent those other eight that you need to yes. pick up. Uh, moving over into the video game department. Uh, we did get some news just out uh, in the last week that High on Life, the game from uh, Squanch Games, uh, is coming out with a new uh, DLC. This is called High on Knife, and uh, it is it is a darker, edgier, um, <laughs> almost <laughs> almost uh, like horror themed um, version of High on Life. Many of the same characters are there. One notable exception is the gun that was voiced by Justin Roiland uh, is not in this. Uh, there is the Squanch Games cut ties with Roiland around the same time that uh, Adult Swim did. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be an extension, uh, some sort of uh, expansion on it. I guess uh, Knifey gets a few extra abilities or something like that. There's also um, a hyper-violent upgrade to Knifey, two new guns, Harper, who's an ex-military pistol, uh, trying to overcome her past, <laughs> and then and then a pinball gun, which is a chaotic little gibberish weirdo gun. Um, but anyway, no date, no price tag associated with it, but we did get a trailer um, so if you weren't watching the video, you can head out to YouTube, look up High on Life, and catch the trailer for High on Knife. High on Knife. Voiced by Michael Cusack still, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's correct, yeah. All right, all right. Mm -hmm. um, okay, well, you go ahead and if you, if, you liked, if you liked High on Life, you'll probably like High on Knife whenever that, that comes out. Uh, but uh, yeah, check it out. Um, it's no Diablo 4, but you know, what is? Except Diablo 3 and Diablo 2 and, and the first Diablo. And I haven't even gotten to Diablo because I'm still playing Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> well, you can check that out on our other podcast, Apathetic Enthusiasm. <laughs> 
for all your game talk, go to the other pod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so kind of on that that note, going into semi-pertinent news for this podcast, for that podcast, uh, something we announced over there, but this is the first Rick and Morty podcast we've done in months, as we said, five months. Well, it's important that we point out that this episode is where we announced that we're going to Comic-Con this year. We got, we got press, San Diego Comic-Con. Woo. We got press passes. We're going to get, we're going to get invited to all the big shindigs. Uh, We'll meet. None of that's true. We'll meet all. Some of that's true. We did get press passes. We are going to San Diego Comic-Con. Meet all the big stars. If we got into one shindig, I would be shocked. Flabbergasted. Uh, I think Jimmy J is going to be down there. Okay. And and so right. we just You've got an in. We, we have an into the the in parties. He's going to love to see you, by the way. Jimmy J, by the way, everybody, Jimmy J is, is a great, a great guy. I'm not buttering him up. He doesn't listen the to the show. Jimmy J is cool. Uh, okay. Anyway, so we're excited to do that. We're going to, we're, Travis told me if we're going to go to a comic convention together, I have to be on a schedule and we have to actually. <laughs> we are making content. We will we will be recording at least one podcast while we are in the same state. It's it's like a requirement, Um, except for the last time we were in the same state. (laughs) Well, we did. We did technically record something, but it was only like five minutes and then you pushed it out. It's just like bonus (laughs) nonsense. Yeah. Um, But yes, we will definitely be recording a podcast. We are going to be getting interviews with anybody that will talk to us. Um, So we've been putting together. Um, some videos, uh, some audio stuff. Make sure that you're following on any of those socials that we listed before. Um, because if it's, it may not all get posted to Interdimensional RSS. Some of it will probably be on the apathetic enthusiasm uh, side of things, uh, especially because many of the things that we talk about on that podcast cover the the spectrum of uh nerd culture so um yeah make sure you're following over there if you want to get all of our comic-con coverage but we're very excited for late july to uh to start making that stuff happen mm-hmm. and, uh producers note we need to we need to have a few meetings about how we're actually going to make that happen brandon <laughs> uh, but that's for another time uh and yeah we have we have one last thing that we have to cover that's right uh, and thankfully there's almost like he did it on purpose <laughs> I, I, I have something for the last micro segment. Yes, we do. You love it. I love it. We all love it. Travis hates introducing it. It's the Dan Harmon social media minute. <laughs> this is the part where I'm supposed to sing. <laughs> burp, 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 burp. Uh, Dan Harmon social media minute. It sucked. <laughs> okay. I hate you for it. <laughs> oh, man. Are we rusty? Um, anyway, that's right. Dan Harmon. Uh, he's, he has been a ghost on social media pretty, pretty much since all of the Royland news dropped, um, has not been, was only ever really active on Instagram to begin with. Uh, but his Instagram hadn't seen a new post since early January until about two days ago when Dan Harmon took to Instagram to uh, give that signal boost to the vote, the, the powers that be that vote for, you know, TV awards, whether those are Emmys or, or anything else, 
uh, for a little show that we've actually talked about in the past called Jury Duty. Jury Duty is a show that was out on Freebie. Uh, it kind of gained popularity um, for the platform. And this, this is a show that uh, basically pits one guy in a scenario where he's on jury duty and he thinks he's on a documentary series with a bunch of other jurors. Turns out everybody else that he interacts with is an actor. Think sort of, um, what, what was that show? Joe Schmo show. Oh yeah, Joe Schmo show, exactly. Um, but all of this uh, is being on Dan's Instagram because his fiance, I'm assuming still fiance, we don't know. It's been since January since he gave us an update. <laughs> uh, but uh, Cody Heller, his fiance, uh, was actually one of the writers that helped put this show together. Uh, this is something she was doing, you know, mid pandemic where they were trying to figure out a way to write an unscripted show where anything could potentially happen when one of the people doesn't know that they're on television. Uh, it really is. Yeah. A really fascinating show. It is really good. And it is um, being presented for your consideration for Outstanding Comedy Series. So if anybody in the very, very rare case where you are a voting person uh, for like the <laughs> Emmys. Um, who are watching, who are listening to this or watching this. Check out Jury Duty. Um, Please do. Yeah, it's Please a good do. show. Uh, congrats to Cody. Hopefully... The showrunner, um, not just well. the not just the writer, but she's the she was the showrunner. Yes, uh, for yes. it. So you know, Which is, I need to like emphasize. go back and watch the very last episode where they do all the behind the scenes stuff and see if I can oh. notice Cody because I just I didn't I wasn't paying close enough attention to didn't think about it. It didn't click. Yeah, go it, back. Did, it didn't click. Well, that is that is that is it. I think. Oh, I guess uh, this very. I know we said that the last thing. Very very last thing is. Uh, uh, well, I was going to say something about the Reddit stuff, but I don't know why. We already kind of talked about it. Just don't go. We'll, we'll hold off. Reddit. Reddit's a mess. Check out uh, a podcast if you if you want. Well, that that's that's why we don't have a, a Reddit post of the week is because the Rick yes. and Morty subreddit went dark for 48 hours. I tried to convince him, Hey, Rick would have wanted you to go dark indefinitely because fuck capitalism. Right. Um, you know, turn all those ones to zeros, but you know, I got out. I got out. They didn't just, have it. They, they didn't, didn't have it. Actually, actually they're like, you're not really a mod here. <laughs> you just, we just see where you get. You just have the privileges so you can post, uh, rewatches and live, <laughs> live chats. Which I haven't. Anyway, that's no. it for semi-pertinent news. Uh, whether we are producing regular episodes or not, if you see any sort of Rick and Morty related content that you feel we should cover on this show, please feel free to send it to us at any of the platforms we talked about before. Thanks to everybody that still does that. And we appreciate all of your help in uh, keeping us aware of some of the things that are going on uh, loosely around the world of Rick and Morty. Um, but for now, uh, we are going to move over into a little segment we like to call the main thing. The main thing. It's Rick, 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 Rick and Morty, 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 Morty. The main thing. Baby. Baby. Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> <That's too laughs> baby, baby, baby. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the main thing, everybody. Uh, so glad that you're here celebrating an astonishingly full decade of Rick and Morty. That's Ooh. right. Ten years. 
years. <laughs> we're, we're 10% of the way there, Brandon. 100 years, Rick and Morty. But we're it, tenth of the way there. It feels like it? yesterday when I said, you know what? Nine years from now, we're still going to be talking about this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird because I didn't start watching the show until season two was already out. It's on, it, on video. It's also weird because, so, yeah, I was the same same boat, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So so let, let's talk about that. So 10 years of Rick and Morty, uh, which 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 is crazy, came out in 2013. And, and, and here we are 10 years later. Um, and it's still, it's still part of our lives. It's still part of yeah. Travis's, my, my lives. It's still part of yours. If you're listening to this, if you're, if you're interested, um, and it's, it's gone through hiatus after hiatus and long breaks, uh, some drama and controversy, which, which obviously that was this last year so far. Uh, but we wanted to just talk about some of the things that, that came out of the 10 years of Rick and Morty, which, uh, we finally got our bit of news out of the Annecy Animation Festival out uh, France or, or Paris. Uh, Paris, yeah, France. Paris is France. It is. It's a French. It's a French, French. animation festival. Um, started to get some hints that this might be a thing um, on Spencer Grammer's Instagram. I think is where I first saw something because she was posting about getting ready for a Rick and Morty panel, and I was like. Comic Con's a month away. What other events are happening? Why is why what, what where is Spencer doing a panel? Well, and, yeah. So so I it's, the, the, hate to interrupt you, Travis, but no, it is it is what you're best at. Uh, but I have to I have to stop you because the first we heard about this was even before Spencer Grammer. It was I because because I'm in the the subreddit. I'm a moderator of subreddit and every once in a while I, I go in to see what is being moderated upon like, Oh, somebody put some gay porn again where some like, Hey, check out Rick. And it's like some dude sucking another dude's dick. Right. And it's like, but is it at least Rick and Morty themed? No, no, oh, not at all. Not on, at all. Guys. And, and his, his dank is just so big. And I'm like, why is it? Why is that? How is that enjoyable? I don't get it. But, um, but, Along those lines, there was somebody who's, uh, we have the auto mod. So, because when people like post links and stuff like that, the auto mod, the automated moderation captures it and says, no, go ahead and, and review this manually. Well, so the auto mod caught this one, this for uh, the Annecy Animation Festival that was out of, out of, out of uh, France. And I was like, oh, Okay, let me let me go ahead and pull the thread on this this story, uh, and then it turned out like oh, it, there's this uh, this premiere article. Uh, there's they're gonna be doing this um, uh, interview and stuff like that. This yeah. whole thing is like yeah. oh shit! Like, and and I will say that we always Travis and I always we want to do a new episode of Rick and Morty, and as soon as we do, some new bit of news comes out. Yeah, every like the, like the day after we produce the show, every fucking time, <laughs> and, and and I guarantee tomorrow when we release this, Rick and Morty information will come out. But get ready for the season seven release date because <laughs> they are gonna announce it this week. I'm one sure. one hundred and forty percent, forty two percent. Okay, so so this news comes out, and we're like, okay, now we now we actually have content. Content's back on the menu, boys. 
And uh, and here and here we go. Uh, we actually have here some content are. for you. Um, yeah. So most of this information, most of this discussion, uh, doesn't come from the panel itself because, try as I might, I really didn't find any coverage of the panel itself. And I don't know if that's just me, uh, bad googling, but. <laughs> Uh, thankfully, there was a great interview from this uh, a French magazine, Premier Magazine, uh, that was, the website was in French, and thanks to Google, we were able to translate <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, the, the panel itself was um, with the president of Adult Swim, Michael Owellen? Owellen? O-U-W-E... L E E N. We're sorry. Michael o. You you, you um, give us early early watch of episodes, so we're sorry, Michael. Um, Steve Levy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And Spencer Grammer. Those are the three that were on the panel. Um, Spencer did not participate in the interview with Premier Magazine. Um, but there were some really great talking points from that article. Um, we should be able to link it in the show notes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the first thing that they talked about was 10 years of Rick and Morty and how wild that is, uh, and asking both the president of Adult Swim and producer, uh, why, why has the show been so popular? Why has this, why is sci-fi kind of stuck out with the audience? And I think for us, I think we recognize that the show is more than just sci-fi. The show is more than just you know, dick and fart jokes. It's, it is a combination of the characters, the writing, um, the acting, and and then all kind of wrapped in this high sci-fi adventure type wrapper that kind of ties everything together. And uh, I, yeah, anyway, that's what I think. I don't know. What do you, how do you feel about 10 years of Rick and Morty? Is there anything that you feel um, kind of stands out after following the show for nearly a decade? <laughs> um, well, I, you know, as, as we go into all the seasons, you, you start, I tell you what, our, our top 10 gets harder to, to pick out over the, over the years. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it, I think it's, it's kind of like anything looking at South park over a 10 year span, looking at the Simpsons over a 10 year span, um, Futurama is coming back for a new season, looking at, at those episodes and, and just seeing how the quality, how the writing changes, how the stories, how stories change. Um, and, uh, you know, it goes, it goes through ebbs and flows. And so, although I liked, uh, stuff out of season five, I think season six was, was a, a much better season overall. And, uh, you know, I'm interested to see how 10 years, it's weird. We're talking about 10 years, but there's only six seasons. Um, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to me how season seven, season eight, season nine, yeah. so on and so forth. Well, and I, I, it is, it is definitely a transitional period of the show with things changing. And that is, that is one thing that gets discussed and we can kind of jump ahead to this and then maybe backtrack, but, uh, obviously the the news about Justin Roiland comes up in the interview. They they both talk about how they were um, shocked by it and disheartened and were excited about 
how the the team and and we're talking about the entire team at Rick and Morty yeah. was able to push forward and do what they say is some of the best work they've done so far in terms of the animation, the writing, mm-hmm. the the entire staff and crew has really has really leaned into these seasons and it really just comes down to how are they going to voice the two main characters moving forward? Yeah. And a, a little bit of that comes out in the interview itself. Yeah. And, and so, so talking about, we don't want this to turn in Travis and I, we talked about this before we did the podcast. We don't want this to be about Royland. Uh, but obviously that he's a, he's a, he's a part of this. He's part of the discussion. And so the biggest question a lot of fans had, a lot of the Redditors, a lot of discussion posts had was, okay, well, he was, he was uh, acquitted or the, the case was dismissed. So, well, he should be back now, right? Uh, why are you going to get rid of him? Um, so he's not coming back. That's, that's, that's the news that came out of this article was he, he's not coming back. They are recasting yeah. his voice. They're redubbing his voice. Um, it wasn't clear to me if they were redubbing like all of the voices throughout all of the seasons or if they're just moving forward, they're redubbing his voices. Um, I, I think that's excessive to go back and redo six seasons of content. I personally, I it's it's a choice they can make. It's their money. That's fine. <laughs> um, in terms of redubbing, I don't know if that was a trans a Google translation error, or if it's just more speaking to anything that had already like been recorded. Forward. Yeah, for season seven, things like that. Because we know that they work on this show well in advance mm-hmm. of when it actually comes out. So there's there's a high possibility that they had scenes, if not full episodes, that were already recorded with Royland, that they are going back and starting mm-hmm. with a new voice actor moving forward with the, with the future seasons. So, yeah, I I don't know that they'd go back and do the whole thing. I, I'm... I doubt they would because that that suddenly makes my like Blu-ray copies like way more valuable because they have the old voices or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, You and 500,000 other people with. with Yeah, no, but you just get it's it's about the long game. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because because they scoff at the VHS collectors in the 80s and 90s. But look at them now. I bought I bought 500 copies of the season five Blu-ray. Um. Yeah, so so they they also talk about in the replacement discussion. They talk about they're not looking for imitators. They're casting through traditional means, uh, which is important for like some of the folks who have amazing voices. Like saw the Vanity Fair videos. Uh, there's a uh, Sean Kelly, I think is his name. Like he his does his voice. He's very very good. Uh, also as well as as, as imitating the voice. Um, but I think I Michael uh, the produ- uh, president of Adult Swim came out. And this is a quote, but it's looking good. It's a rather unique situation. I'll take an example. There have been several great Bugs Bunny voice actors, and I love what Jeff Bennett has done with them, but it's not Mel Blanc. And yet we recognize the character. I even think that for Rick and Morty, we will do even better. It will be fine. It'll be great. I, for me, that quote really shifted my perspective about the thought of recasting the voice actor to play Rick and Morty, right? Because, yeah, you know, Disney celebrating 100 years as, as, as a company, Mickey Mouse originally voiced by Walt Disney. Walt Disney eventually stopped doing that. Mickey has been voiced by many talented people throughout 
you know, a hundred years pretty much of, of that character. And, and it's Mickey, like even, even the new Mickey mouse cartoons, different animation style, different tone, but like that's Mickey. And, and in this example, Bugs Bunny, it's the same way. Kermit the frog is another great example. And there's times like when you, when you, when you hear Kermit the frog, you're like, "Mm, that's, that's not Jim Henson. Yeah. But if you, but if you take a step back and you relax a little bit, you're like, okay, but that's Kermit. Like they are doing Kermit. Right, Right. And, and I think that is what we as an audience need to expect from Rick and Morty moving forward is, is it going to be a completely different voice? No, that wouldn't make sense for the show or anything like that. Yeah. Is it going to be Justin Roiland's voice? It's definitely not. So it's going to be some version of Rick and Morty that's, that's going to be those characters just portrayed by a different actor. Yeah. Uh, you, you talk about Kermit. Kermit's a, a perfect example of that uh, because like the, the Muppet movie that came out versus the original uh, Muppet movie, like the rainbow connection. I was on a run. I was on a run the other day and, and the original rainbow connection came up and then I was like, I wonder what the, I wonder what, the, let me, let me compare it to the new one. So as I'm running, I'm like, ha, 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 ha. let me put on the, the new rainbow connection. And like, yeah, like that's one is clearly Henson. One is, one is clearly not, but it's still distinctly Kermit. And, uh, and, and so I, it's a, it's a prime example. Like I, like I said, um, so I think what they're going to do with, with Rick, with Morty, with some of the other characters, I think it's, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to sound good. You're going to, the, the voices are only part of it because Royland didn't write things. He wasn't, he wasn't yeah. the writers. He wasn't, he, he wasn't creatively engaged with the show he, for seasons exactly exactly uh you you give somebody you give a good voice actor a good script and they will they will make a good scene of out of whatever they do and yeah you know he that's what he did he took a good script and then he made his voice and put it in there so anyway uh, i'm interested to see who they coming on i'm interested to see who they come up with i'm sure it'll be it'll be great it'll be fine that first trailer that first season seven trailer is going to be wild where there's going to be so much buzz around that trailer because odds are that is going to be the first time we hear the new voices Mm -hmm. for rick and morty or they get really artsy and there's no dialogue whatsoever and then they make us wait until you know september october whenever the show comes out Anyway, moving back to this interview, uh, there are a few other things that got discussed that I felt were interesting. Uh, one of the questions was about the idea of red threads or or those that connective tissue between episodes or across seasons that um, the, the interviewer in this case uh, said that the show kind of lacked a lot of those red threads. Um, obviously, you have like the evil Morty stuff. Now we have Rick Prime, uh, some other, you know, canonical events that take place. Um, but I really liked this quote uh, from Steve uh, Levy mm-hmm. uh, that that said that there's a rule that they have where at least one episode each season. That's definitely my dog, <laughs> by the way. Uh, Are, we, so, we have, we have like, so instead of dueling banjos, we have dueling dogs right now because every once in a while my dog's barking. Now it's your dog barking. But Despite my best efforts to like lock myself in a closet, <laughs> aka podcast studio, and like shove like blankets under the like like I'm running out of air in here. Yeah. But 
fine. A dog bark. You just you just can't. Bark 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 Okay, sorry. Back to what Steve was saying. Uh basically there's a rule that they have to do at least one episode each season invoking that big story, right? Do my question for you, Brandon, is do you feel like that's enough? Do you feel like one out of ten is the right number? I I, I feel like they could probably get away with two and it still wouldn't feel like everybody is expecting it every episode. I like single one-off adventures, but do you think one is the right number or do you think that that's going to be a little bit too much for the character or for the fans? Um, I think I, I, I think that quote is not about, I think it's just like expectation management, right? I think it's, it's saying, look, we're going to have at least one episode with the big story. And if you get more, Fantastic. But if there's only one, then we we told you, we told you back at the NSC Film uh, Animation Festival that, uh, you know, at least one. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it, it, it's saving them having that guarantee that, well, you guys said there was going to be at least three. And so now they're like, oh, maybe this is maybe the next episode's going to they said three. So at least three, the first five episodes weren't big stories. So that means right that means three of the next five have to be so <laughs> yeah yeah it it, yeah. It, get, it gets after that kind of uh conspiracy content creation right um but i honestly i think i think based off of what scott martyr the executive producer had, had said before that i think they are they want to do more lore-based stuff and so i think that that one episode each season is actually it's probably it's going to be more than that because they're not as af- afraid to uh, take on some of those storylines. And and it may be the case because in season six, we kind of see this where in, in the premiere, that's where we're reintroduced to the idea of Rick Prime. He really becomes the new big bad for the show where uh, all of all, everybody getting sent back to their original realities. It really kind of reignites Rick's pursuit for this Rick prime, the the person that killed his family. And then you really don't see anything about it throughout the course of the season until the finale where we discover that Rick's been hiding and has a robot that's interacting with the family so that he can pursue his hunt for, for this Rick prime character. I don't know that either of those necessarily qualify, maybe more so the finale than the than the premiere as that one episode that that connects the red threads, right? You you could almost get away with having some continuity sprinkled throughout other episodes and then just have that one core episode where it's like this is the episode where we're really getting into the meat of that story. Um I think I think the only the only problem I have Maybe it's the only problem. It's the only problem I can think of right now of 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 lore dumping, lore dumping in a single episode yeah. is it feels very forced. So Absolutely. so sprinkling lore throughout uh, a, a ten episode spread of a season is more digestible to me than being like nothing, 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 unrelated, unrelated, unrelated. All right, here's the history of of the science behind 
Rick's spaceship and, and his de- uh, backstory and the development of the spaceship and how it turned out that he actually got the idea from gear gearhead. Right. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. Um, we don't, that that's when it becomes like, all oh, right. Okay. Like ham, ham fisted, so to speak. Um, in, and I felt like that was my, some of my issue with, uh, like, I love the bird person episode where he goes, uh, the, uh, the spotless morker, <laughs> whatever, eternal Rick shine of the spotless mort, uh, where it just, it seemed like, uh, like you've, I, I like that episode, but it was also like, here you go, fans. Here's a bunch of lore. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they'll figure it out and they've had lots of time to work on it. So because they're because <laughs> there's several seasons ahead. Um, yeah. This is another quote. Um, and, and a little bit was this was talked about uh, in regards to the writer strike. Um, but the fact that season eight is already fully written. They had already completed season eight prior to the writer's strike. And they mo- and they managed to plot a good part of season nine before the writer's strike happened. Uh, so they're already tar- starting to talk about season 10, um, which is wild. It's yeah. crazy that they're still like forecasting that far in advance. Um, but yeah, so we've, we've seen six seasons, seven is on its way. Eight is fully written. So there's odds are no delay in either of those two seasons, but the, the, the hint that I get, and this is, this is, one of the things that the uh, Adult Swim president talked about was they're they're trying to stay consistent with the release. So they didn't they didn't give an actual release date, but they're they're trying to follow the pattern now, which sounds like we're going to get one season a year. It's going to happen later in the year, late summer into fall, probably like fall into winter time frame, and that's when we're going to get our new seasons of Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. but they should stay consistent uh, through those periods. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I think, I think part of that too um, is we're talking about writer strike stuff. So there's a, there's a, an, an, an artist that I know uh, that I follow and uh, he, he posted recently like looking for a job. Uh, and uh, he was like saying, I, cause he works on Rick and Morty. It's like a little work on Rick and Morty, but there's a writer strike which is probably going to delay some things, which means I need to find another job. Uh, but it also means that the hiatuses will become more predictable uh, because, well, now like there's this, now there's time to be like, here's this, here's this, here's this. Um, so that that's also interesting that like there's a little bit more predictability. And we talked about this for um, yeah. ever since it came out with the the seven season deal that there will be a little bit more predictability as far as like when we're expecting new episodes. Yeah. And, and, and the last point, and this is what they finished the interview on is talking about like, what's the limit? When will, when will the show end? And based on the people in the interview, there is no limit. There's no cap on future seasons. The show could go on infinitely and forever, uh, depending on, so long as they have new stories to tell or things to uh, much in the same way that the Simpsons has been on pretty much our entire lifetimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the show has the potential for that kind of longevity. Uh, should they choose to go in that, that direction um, or should the show continue 
being as popular as it is, is, is probably the, the better reason. And, and, and we, we've talked about this. I've talked about this on the show before. Um, I'm of two minds of things where, uh, you know, as long as they do have good episodes coming out, cool, like great. We'll enjoy it. We'll have fun with it. Simpsons talked about Simpsons being like came out 89. It's been, it's the last, the last two seasons have been really, really good, but there was a, there was a, a series of about 10 to 12 seasons, 15, 18, 20 seasons where they weren't that good. And, um, you know, like that's, that's a thing. Those are not, those are not tied together serially. Like they go yeah. back and forth. They're like, ah, uh, Marge and Homer were in the, got married in the seventies. No, they got married in the eighties. Oh, they got married in the nineties. Oh, they got married in the two thousands. Right. They're okay with, with changing things around. They have that benefit and they can continually tell new stories about those characters because the times are always changing. The commentary, the satire is always changing. Uh, they can, they can do things. Um, but then I think of shows like The Walking Dead, uh, where uh, Gail Ann Hurd, Robert Kirkman, they're like, yeah, this show can go on forever. It can go on as long as we want it to. And taking that mentality and taking that type of storytelling, we saw by like season five of The Walking Dead that it was like, okay, here we go again. Here's a new city where they're, they, they, Oh, there's a danger. Oh, we got to move. Well, let's set up a new settlement. Then by the end of the next season, oh, we got to move to a new settlement. Oh, we found a new settlement over and over and over again, where now they have like a bunch of different spinoffs. There's a new Walking Dead spinoff coming out, Dead City uh, with Negan and uh, Maggie. Um, and it's like, come on. The real yeah. Walking Dead is this show. Just Just cut it off. It's not good anymore. I don't want Rick and Morty to get to that point. Where I'm like, yeah, just I, I agree with you. Yeah. And, and I think, I, I don't feel like Dan would want this. I don't think Dan would be a part of the show if it got to that point. Like, I feel like he wants yeah. the show to be interesting, compelling, and, you know, tell interesting stories and show the progression that it has with these characters and things like that. And I think if the show's not doing that, he's not going to be as engaged with it, which doesn't necessarily mean that the show's going to stop if he's not involved, but uh, we'll just, we'll just point at community for a minute. Um, but obviously that would, that would have a significant effect. So um, we'll see. We'll see. As of, as of right now, we know they're already looking towards 10 seasons. Um, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Anyway, if you want to catch this whole article, um, make sure to look it up, make sure that you either speak French or, uh, you can translate using your browser of choice. Um, and thanks to everybody that shared with us any information about this interview or the events taking place over in France. And hopefully next month, there will be a few more tidbits of information <laughs> coming out. I don't know, maybe in a little... Southern California town during a particular convention and who and, knows and maybe fingers crossed and maybe tomorrow after this episode is released who knows we, yeah. we, we we don't know for sure no 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 it'll be before you even finish editing and releasing it <laughs> the news will have come out and we, 
And yeah. And by that point in time, we're too lazy to add any addendums. We're like, ah, fuck it. We'll just address it next it's time. It's out. It's out. We'll um, talk about it next week. I do. I do want to. Uh, so there were a couple questions in the Twitch chat. So if you if you are listening to this on your podcast app of choice, know that we also record this live whenever we do a Rick and Morty podcast. So a couple questions about the discussion there in the Twitch chat. Uh, so the first one by old Peace Among Ricks, uh, they write. Uh, what if they decide the voices are just going to be AI generated? Travis? This, this gets to a whole different issue with, uh, with some of the things that are being uh, picketed right now. Um, I, I don't see in 2023 that being a viable option. AI is developing very quickly. It is happening very fast. And there seem to be new advancements every time you turn around. But in terms of having a voice that's really like brings life to the characters, there's still a little bit of that uncanny valley in AI generated voices, which can be very convincing, but there's still like, there's some stutters and some pacing things that don't always that don't always get the point across. I don't know how you would train an AI to belch in the middle of words or or do some of the stuttering. Um, and I feel like the only source material that you would have to train the AI on right now would be all of Royland's previous work, yeah. which I think defeats the purpose anyway. So um, yes, AI is a future consideration for everything. But I, I doubt that's the direction they'll go in the short term. Yeah. So like the, the writer strike, they, they, have, they have some AI con concerns uh, from a voice actor perspective as well. Voice actor concerns. So uh, you saw in like Rogue One, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, Peter Cushing, um, uh, some other some other movies with some an Uncanny Valley stuff. The thing is, is like those those images those voices, they have to be, those are, those are your likeness. Uh, and so yeah. in order to, I did, I did this on a, on a voice AI thing where I trained it on my voice and wrote a script and then said, okay, AI now say this, like I would say this. And it was pretty close. Right. But it also has this little disclaimer that says, is this your voice? Are you licensing your voice for, for this? If this is not your voice, you cannot do it. And so I uh, talked to my, my brother-in-law who does a little bit of like post-production stuff. Um, also, uh, Richard Horvitz, he does uh, Invader Zim. He's, he's done a bun bunch of different voices. Like this is all a concern on, on their side, but they yeah. can't on, on the animation side, they can't use their voices unless they sign off on it. Uh, yeah. But I, I've heard that like on the video game side, it's not as, as, as set in stone yet, but that's another discussion. Oh, anyways, for another podcast, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. one more one more question from uh, the Twitch chat from Invited Expert uh, with some numbers there. Uh, do you think uh, they think that the show will take a ratings dip uh, without Royland? What do you think? What do what do I think? I think it's like the Flash, um, <laughs> in the sense that uh, Ezra Miller is a demonstrative piece of shit. And 
although I really want to see the flash, I'm like, I, I can't, I have a hard time supporting that movie because he's, he's in it. Um, he hasn't been, he hasn't been arrested. He hasn't been, uh, you know, convicted, convicted, but we know that he's a, he's a piece of garbage. Um, however, the general movie goer audience doesn't know that they don't, they don't know that. They're not tracking that. They're not tracking stuff with James Gunn in the DCU. They're they're not they're they're not fanboys are. Yeah, we we are. We are we are, <laughs> but but generally people aren't, right? And so I think yeah. I think for the most part, uh people they they don't know. They won't know that there's anything going on with Royland. They may they might not even notice that the voice is different. I I hear imitations of Rick and Maury's voice. And people are like, that is spot on. And I'm like, that is not spot on. I can hear that it. That is that is barely close. That is not, that is not it. Um, and so I think, I think, I think there will be people that know. I think there will be people that uh don't know. But for the most part, I don't think they're gonna care. And if there is a dip, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a very small subset of, of people. Um, and and maybe yeah. even, I'll even put this out there. If they do make a big deal out of it, I think people will be more interested in seeing it and listening to it so they can be like, oh, that is good or that's bad. They want to, yeah. they, at least there won't be a dip immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, and, and I think the viewers that come back to be like, oh, what does it sound like now? If the stories are compelling, if they can put out a few episodes, maybe another Rick prime, you know, you know, red thread type episode, and then a really great one-off adventure that could be enough to, to actually regain some fans that have maybe drifted away, um, after the last few seasons. So anything can happen. I don't think, uh, a lack of, of Royland will in and of itself, uh, create a ratings dip. Yeah. Because, I, th- I think the the casual fan is either not even tracking what's going on or just doesn't care enough to have a political stand on on uh, on the show. So yeah. anyway, uh, that that is our questions. Um, the last question, is that a Zelda shirt, Travis? Yes, it is. And we look forward <laughs> to talking all about it in uh, in our post show, our Twitch and Patreon only post show, uh, which we'll do here in a little bit. Do you have any other listener suggestions or short outs that you want to that you want to knock out before we get out of here, Brandon? Yes, I, I do. I, I have a few listener suggestions and sh- suggestions and short outs. Uh, so want to shout out, obviously, to all the, the, the folks in Twitch uh, invited yeah. expert. Apathetic enthusiasm, barnyard cruise, <laughs> uh, peace of peace among Ricks. Um, but I also want to shout out to uh, folks who yeah, it's been a five five month hiatus, but uh, folks still interact with us from time to time. So I want to you know shout out J One, our, our longtime uh, friend J One, uh, peace among Ricks, which chat chat with you. Uh, of course, of course, scary Terry folds the man, the myth. He is he is a legend. He is the the legend. Um, we, so Terry, like Terry, if you're coming out to San Diego, you gotta hit us up. You gotta hit us up. He talking about the Annecy uh, Animation Festival. 
he was shooting us notes about that as well. We had the conversations with with him in, in the chat, uh, and yeah, you know, s- shooting him him links as well. Um, so you know, I just want to I just want to say shout out to those of you out there um, who have stuck with us for this long. Uh, we appreciate you, and we look forward to talking about Rick and Morty as we continue on in this path yeah. uh, to season seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen, one hundred and fifty. 100 years. As long as it's still RSS. As long as it's www.brickandmortypod.com slash 100 years. <laughs> we, sh- we should hide that URL. We should do that. We should we should put something on that URL. Oh, we should. Um, anyway, you heard it here. Uh, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. All of the things. If you are new here, like, subscribe, leave a review, do all those things. And we will be back Whenever there's more news, we'll definitely have <laughs> some sort of episode uh, in July um, when we are wrapping up all of our Comic-Con stuff. But until then, I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. And we both thank you for everything. Thank you for everything. Everything. Even this theme music. Coming to you not live as we end this episode. <laughs>